Yo. What up? What up? Yo. Welcome to uh, episode 11. Oh. We're doing it big. <laughs> How's the week, man? It's a good week, man. A lot of stuff going on, bro. Dude, I'm, God, go, I'm going stir crazy in the house, man. But listen, I don't even listen. But let, let's not let's not go off on a tangent before we even get started. <laughs> um, I want to give a shout out to to a gentleman that that we know, and 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 gentleman is a good name for this guy, uh, Cyprian Ber- Bertram Higgins, or as we like to call him, Mister Higgins. Um, he passed away about a week and a half ago. Um, this guy is somebody that we both know, yeah, and a lot of a lot of mutual friends of ours, um, old coworkers, um, know this gentleman really well. Um, he was he was our security guard in in the building that that we used to work in, and um, to say that he is just a security guard would be, you know, a disservice to to this guy. Um, he was he was an older gentleman. Um, and in his nineties, man, He's working into his nineties with us. Yeah, well, I mean, he passed away at ninety four, right? So yeah. I, I got to say, he was at least ninety or maybe eighty nine. Definitely, definitely late eighties at least when when he retired. Wow. Um, but this guy, you know, I think the amazing thing that I remember about him was his ability to remember everyone's name. And you're talking about two hundred plus people in a corporate office, and this guy knew everyone's name. And it escaped me for years of how he, you know, how he knew everyone's name or even how he even got to know mine. I'd assume that he probably asked, a, you know, a friend of mine, somebody that knew me, what have you. Right. And it wasn't until, you know, we I think we worked in that office probably, what, 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It wasn't until it wasn't until the the the, the latter part of that of that stint where he came to me one evening and, and someone who had started recently was walking out the door and he's like, hey, Sean, like, what's that person's name? And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's so-and-so. And they work in, you know, whatever marketing department or IT or whatever. And then it was, and then it dawned on me. Then I'm just like, oh, that's how he does it. That's probably what he did for everybody. Now, yeah. what's funny is I mean, I'm, I'm like, now I wonder if he went back and wrote it down. Like, I'll never know, right? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what his method was. But the guy knew everyone's name in the building. Um I know that there was there was a ton of women that used to work in there that would work late nights and he would walk them out to their cars and like always made sure that everybody was sort of safe and and um just 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 a pleasure a real pleasure to see um to see on a daily basis and to see on your on your way out like he like he made you smile on the way out you know yeah yeah absolutely man i remember um like you said he would he'd always address you he'd be like oh you know mr juan and then it would always make me feel awkward because i'm like dude, dude, <laughs> just, just call me juan you're you know and uh it, it, you said man just caring guy I, I i used to have some late nights working and i remember he would go up and check on me you know and, and he'd be like oh i saw the lights were off but you know the one over your crew was on just just checking on you and he would check if you ate and uh, or if he saw your car out there he would walk around and go like i just want to make sure that you know like you're in the building and nothing happened to you um so uh you know just just an awesome guy like you said he i didn't i had no idea how he learned my name because i just remember one day he would just call me mr juan i think i was walking out and he goes listen i'm like wait what yeah he just called me my, you know and of course we knew his name because everybody you know, everyone knew his name that's everybody right knew, that's mr higgins right so um but yeah man shout out mr higgins man uh, uh what an awesome guy lived a a, a a pretty full life looks like and just made an impact i don't know anybody who had anything 
bad to say about that guy. Um, and in fact, I think we had a bunch of coworkers who went out uh, to his memorial today and all that. It just shows, I mean, how many of you work in a workplace that uh, you're going to go for anything for the security guy there? And like you said, he's so much more than that, uh, clearly, to that to that family. So, man, shout out mistaken. And let me tell you, man, I think that because of COVID, right, there was probably only a few folks that, that, that showed up yeah. maybe from the office. If not for COVID, we probably would have packed the house. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, you're absolutely right. I think it would have been really crazy if, if it wasn't for all this stuff going on. But um, yeah, Mistakens definitely left his carbon footprint, man. Absolutely, man. He is survived by a wife, four children, um, eight grandchildren, and four great-grandchildren. So that's awesome, right? So he got to see that. And like you said, leaving that leaving that, that good carbon footprint. Yeah, man. Got to see a couple generations uh, after him, man. That's awesome, man. Shout out to Mistakens and his family, Shout man. Shout out. Taking a drink of wine from Mr. Higgins. <laughs> Raise the glass. Oh, yeah. He was the man. He was awesome. All right. Next up on the list, um, Mr. John Robert Lewis. Um, you know, this guy, one of the leaders of the civil rights movements back in the 60s. I don't know if any of you guys seen that movie, Selma. Um, there's that scene in, in Selma where they're, where they're crossing the, the bridge. And, and, uh, and, and he's actually leading He's actually leading that march the across march, the bridge, wow. but it's the it's the first one where they actually get beat. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Um, they actually, I didn't know a whole lot about him per- until this happened, and then I yeah. kind of read up a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and it was a shame. I wish I knew more. Yeah, about he this, was. Yeah. So, so he was. You know, he was sort of that part of that Martin Luther King group where it was it was very just nonviolent. Um, a lot, a lot of folks would say, you know, he was doing it the right way, um, but. Um, through you know through his life he's got like numerous awards but the one that I want to call attention to which I, which I got got some thoughts going was he received the um, the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2011 from Barack oh how great is right that? like how how awesome for that guy right that 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 is going from a you know going at going at the the, the civil rights trying to get civil rights for for African Americans and doing it sort of the right way. Um, knowing that he's going to get ridiculed, knowing he's going to get beat, you know, and then living to see the first black president. Oh, my God. And then receiving that award from him. Like, that had to be one of I those, can't even imagine what that... Dude, that had to be one of those, I would love... Like, I, like there kill has to be me an now. interview out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? There has to be an interview or something with him out there, uh, post that. I would love to to see his thoughts on that, because you're right, man. Imagine you, you live through this movement, and then one day the... First black president of the United States is is giving you the, the presidential medal. It's that's, like it's like everything everything you fought for. Yeah. Right. When you see when you see um, Obama get elected, it's got to be sort of that that pinnacle. It's like everything you fought for. It was all worth it. And then to receive that medal from him at that time, like just had to be an amazing a moment for that guy. Yeah. Like you figured that's a special honor. You know, had it come from any president, but I think coming. In that circumstance, coming from Barack, that Absolutely. had to just be a like you said. That's one of those like kill me now. Like there's yeah. no way that this is <laughs> this real. This is not gonna or, like get... pinch me like somebody. Yeah. yeah, that's wild, man. Yeah, I'm not gonna top this one. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, you're not gonna top. So uh, shout out to him, man. Again, leaving his carbon footprint, man. Raising the glass, <sighs> Mr. Lewis. And for you guys that don't know, we um, we meet up once a week. We have a drink and uh, we we just like to talk about whatever's going on, man. So if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Absolutely, absolutely. Welcome. Um, tell your friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell them all. Um, the la- last but not least, um, Kelly Preston. Um, she passed away this week, 
And um, I wouldn't normally bring this up. Um, obviously, it is it is sad. It's sad for her and her, and her family. Um, but man, I went I went back and did some research on John Travolta because I had known something had happened to his um, to his son like oh, some yeah. time back, right? Yeah, I think yeah. his son used to suffer from seizures, and I yeah. believe he had autism. And so I know he had gone through um, that that death, and then obviously now losing his wife. So he also dated an actress back in the seventies, Diana Highland. She also died from breast cancer. Oh, really? Like while they were dating. While they were dating? While they were dating. So, so John Travolta, right? Like pop icon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Like it, it's his career is crazy. And you got to think of the, the, how many decades did it span, right? Because he was a star in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah, because when did Grease come out, right? He was huge. Saturday Night It was Fever. like 70s. I, and I might get this wrong. It was like 76, 77. Wow. I want to say around there. Maybe maybe it's seventy eight. I do remember. I do remember my father taking my sister and I to go see that in the movies. Grease, Grease. No way. Yeah, bro. <laughs> and I remember. I remember we stayed because like my my my, my sister what? wanted to see it like multiple times. And back then, so you just stay right. You just stay in the theater. Nobody comes to chase you out. And you did just replay it and so, you yeah, to watch yeah, it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I wasn't even a sperm cell then. I was. <laughs> but but looking at this guy's span right of his career, and it's like. Man, so you date this you date this one the one woman who dies of breast cancer. Then you ma- then you marry one like dude, like And they were married for a long time, right? Like Hollywood marriages don't last. But the irony Yeah, that she gets breast cancer too. Right. And then passes and then a few years ago he had that son who had like I said he had, had autism and he suffered from seizures. He had epilepsy too, right? They yeah. go yeah. And then they go on vacation and the kid has a seizure like in a shower, um, falls down hits his head and dies. And it's like, you look at John Travolta, and, and we all look at these celebrities and go, oh, man, like, they got it made. No, man, these people have the same, if not worse, problems than the rest of us. The rest of us, man. That guy has got to be in some serious mourning right now. Oh, man. fuck, yeah, dude. But you know what, man? I, he he is, and I'm sure he's devastated, bro. But you know what they're not talking about anymore with John Travolta, bro? All the masseuse that he me too <laughs> <laughs> We've, you see how quickly you turn to empathy for John Travolta? <laughs> you, <see? laughs> you don't know if you remember, not too long ago, there was masseuse coming out going, uh, yeah, John Travolta touched me or asked me to touch him. <laughs> or like, nope, nobody's talking about that anymore, man. He had to sacrifice a wife. But he's <laughs> damn. You ain't right. <laughs> you ain't right, brother. Please don't cancel Listen, me. If you don't like the dark humor... <laughs> Just go ahead. And it's not the place for you. Turn it off now. Oh my God! Speaking, yeah, dude. Speaking go, of touching girls, <laughs> <laughs> we on it with the segues. That's boy. it. <laughs> Speaking the of the football team, for, formerly known as the Redskins, there's like 15 women that came out. They had a football team come out, <laughs> pretty much, exactly. and said that they were being sexually harassed. Oof. Dude, does he sell at this point? He has to, right? I don't think so, man. You know who I feel sorry for? Ron Rivera. Y- right, like you right? just took that so job. So you just take this job. And and of course, he's been coming out saying like all of the right things. Yeah, I think, yeah. And I, I think Snyder's like pushing him like, dude, go out there and say yeah, something go good. Go be you. Yeah, 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 go. Because Ron Rivera is a, 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 I mean, as far as we can see, like a great leader of, of men, of people, of, uh, you know, like a CEO, basically, which is what he is, right, of of that football team, essentially. Um so yeah, do you think at this point Snyder goes? I'm just gonna get out of your way. You go talk. 
Um, That's what it seems like, right? Because they had, I mean, you got the naming thing going on, right? The the the, the whole changing of the name. Yep. Then you got the two uh, minority partners that are that are jumping ship. Yep. Now you got these. You got these women coming out, and then um, um, Ron Rivera comes out and basically says, "We're changing the culture," and which they had already been talking about, yeah. right? Which yeah, yeah. Changing the culture. Um, but he also says something interesting. He goes, my daughter works for us now. And he's like, there's no way that shit's happening anymore. Good for him, man. So, you know, he's like, again, good for him. You know, Snyder, good hire. Yeah. You know? That, that You know what the thing is, too, man, is that you hope that he does just continue to stay out of the way. Like you said, right now it benefits him, right? But Snyder's known as one of these kind of meddling owners. Right. And, of course, right now it benefits him to just stay out of the way and let someone like Ron take the reins. I hope he keeps it that way. Because um, it can only get worse for him, right? Like, like if he comes out and talks, and I think he Ron Rivera to me was so underrated as the coach of uh, of the Panthers. Because while Cam Newton is a beast, um, I still felt like Ron Rivera got a lot out of that team, considering what they had. Like they had Cam, but the talent around Cam wasn't great, right? And, and it wasn't until they got Christian McCaffrey and all that stuff recently. But um, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I don't know if he makes it another year or two as the owner he, you know because you go these guys want out does he buy the rest of it and just go screw it i want to do whatever i want or does he or does goodell kind of like force his hand and go dude you gotta you gotta sell like you gotta get out of washington get out of here. <laughs> give mark cuban an nfl team <laughs> mark he's looking into that he's been very vocal about oh. um different issues going on uh, but you know what? Speaking of speaking of Cam, man, I was I was going through. Um, I, w- I was actually looking at the so Dak Prescott. I'm gonna I'm gonna back up here a little bit. Dak Prescott got franchise tagged this week. Which for those of you who don't know sports and 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 women, stay with me on this. <laughs> um, for those of you who are not sports fans, so Dak Prescott, uh, quarterback for the for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, was looking for like a long-term deal. Basically, was getting paid like peanuts. So he was wor- working on a rookie deal where he was getting paid like 450k, and then 500k or 540, I believe it was, and then like 600. And I think his last year he got like two million. Um, but but definitely was, in my opinion, I should say definitely. Cause I know Juan disagrees with me, but I think he was probably in that top 10 tier <laughs> of quarterback. <laughs> right. So 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 he gets he doesn't get his long-term deal, which apparently. He wanted he wanted four years. They wanted to give him five, and so he wouldn't sign. So they franchise tagged him, which basically says that you have to get um, within like the the highest percentage of of what the top quarterbacks are making, essentially. And so he's getting he's gonna get like thirty one million this year, right? So which you know, is what he should get at most. <laughs> at most he should get thirty one million. The, dude, the rumor is he turned down thirty five, a contract for thirty five a year. He is out of his yeah, damn mind. Like he didn't want to. He thinks he's for, for whatever reason. He didn't want the. He didn't want the the five years, which is actually odd because I, I know a lot of NFL players like they're, they're they're fighting for that for the longevity for the longevity. Yeah, right. Like like look at Patrick, Patrick Mahomes signed a ten year deal. Right, which is crazy. That's that, dude. I've that's, never seen that in the NFL. I don't know that we'll see that a whole lot. I don't think that'll be the norm. Maybe for quarterbacks because you go someone like Dak, right? That he's clearly underpaid. Right, like I'll give him that four hundred k, six hundred k, two million is underpaying Dak Prescott. They off if they offered him so the rumor was someone in the neighborhood of thirty five per year over four years or whatever it was, and he turned that down. He's out of his mind. There's no way. Even the thirty and the franchise tag, I would argue you're overpaying for Dak Prescott, dude. Do you think he's better than Teddy Bridgewater or Cam Newton? 
Like Cam Newton right now is getting seven. No. I would take Cam Newton in a heartbeat. No, dude. We're going to talk about that. Because he's getting a lot less that guaranteed is, money, but his, right. but his incentive-laded his contract incentives. is worth up to like seven, right. seven and a half. So I would, I would rather, if I'm Jerry Jones, dude, I would rather let Dak walk and I would rather give Cam Newton money. Even if I gave Cam Newton three or four years at 20 mil a year, I would rather give Cam that money than give Dak 30. Are you crazy? Dude, he's, yeah, but he's young. Dude, he's, he's young. He's durable. Like, you don't know what you're getting with Cam, right? But Maybe not. But speaking of Cam, because I came in here with, you know, with some ammo on that. <laughs> and then the further I went down the rabbit hole on this salary, I mean, I ran into this thing and I just got to, I got to run these numbers by you. Because, and this is why I want my women to stick with me on this. So we got two guys, Cam Newton, Jameis Winston. Right, so I know a lot of guys out there that I follow football probably cringed on, on, on both of those names. I'll take Jameis over Doug. These guys, <laughs> dude, let me tell you who the guys are in the NFL that are going to make more than them this year combined. More than Dak and? More than, no, no, no. Dak is a paid. Dak has his 30-something, okay. 31 million, right? Cam Newton, Jameis Winston. Okay. Both starters for their respective teams. Okay. Okay, let's, like, like, let's look at their resumes, right? Cam Newton, national champion in college, Heisman Trophy, NFL MVP, um, went to the Super Bowl, and I think it's in 2015. Yep. Right? Yep. Um, lost to the, the, the Peyton Manning Broncos. Yep. So, Who had, know, a had a ridiculous defense. Yeah. That one. The Peyton didn't win them. That, yep. was that defense. Yep, yep. Um, most rushing touchdowns by a QB ever. Okay, we go to we go to Jameis, who's only been in the league about four years. This dude has thrown just under twenty thousand yards in those four years. One hundred twenty-one touchdowns, sixty percent completion rate. Eh, you know, whatever, right? That's that's, that's but decent. it's decent. Yeah, Q, QB rating of eighty-seven. That's you know, like like sort of career. That's like career QB rating. Brady in the first four or five years. That's like better or equal to Brady. It's yard yards wise, bro. It's better. It's better. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's. So these two guys, and, and, and they both had their issues, right? Cam got hurt. Jameis Winston um, threw like a ton of interceptions. Listen, he's an equal opportunity distributor. Yes, that's right. <laughs> he throws to both teams. But you know what? They found out that the guy's vision is jacked up. And so he went and had LASIK this like in the offseason, dude. Like who knew? Can right? you imagine if Cam just balls out this year every time he gets a chance? He's throwing, he doesn't throw any picks. You know he's gonna be like, I told y'all my you vision was messed James. up. I mean Jameis, yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh so God. these two guys signed with um um you know Jameis signs with the Saints, Cam signs with the Patriots. Now, these are the names of guys that are gonna make more than those two combined. So talking about guaranteed money. Okay. Drew Locke. Matt Schaub. I thought that guy was Matt dead. Matt Schaub is in the league, bro. He's in the league. He plays for the Falcons. He's a backup. <laughs> By the way, all of these guys are backups. Listen to this. Listen to this list, bro. Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley's in the league? He's with the Bills. Robert Griffin III. I'll take him over that. Whatever. <laughs> Dude. Colt McCoy is like real close. I'll take Colt over that. But, but he's not. But he's not. He doesn't make more. But that's my Texas buy. He, here you go. Who's this? Jeff Driscoll. Yo, that's the kid from Florida, bro. Horrible. Jeff Driscoll. Horrible. <laughs> AJ. You know McCarron. Florida don't produce no quarterbacks, man. Bro, AJ McCarron. Yo, 
Low key though. Shut up. AJ Don't McCarron. No, no, no. I'm gonna tell you right now, dude. Up. I always thought AJ McCarron should have had an opportunity to start in Cincinnati. I'll tell you what. AJ McCarron came in in that playoff game when Dalton got hurt. Remember that team that balled out that Cincinnati team a few years ago? I thought AJ McCarron did decent considering he never gets any playing time with the first string and all that. I've always wanted to see a now granted, people see this guy at practice every day, so there's a reason no one's ever signed him, right? And made him a starter. But I don't think AJ McCarron is that bad. Now, is he better it's, than Cam? It's not that he's that bad, bro. The point is, is that the guy's making more How money. How much is AJ McCarron make? Than four million. He's gonna make four. He makes four a year, dude, to be a backup for who? For the Texans. Yo, how, I could be a, a shitty backup. Holla at me, NFL. If anybody's looking for a backup QB because your guys won't show up because of COVID, I'll take one for the team. I don't listen. I'll do it for four hundred k. And like some Popeye's chicken sandwiches, bro. You don't even have to pay me that much. The list it gets better. <sighs> Chase Daniel. I didn't even know he was in the league anymore. He was the he's the back he was the backup for the Bears. He's not anymore because they because they picked up um, Nick Falls. Mm. But never perform. You know, like and Nick was, makes more. I'm assuming Nick has a fat contract. Nick makes more, but Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yo, I'll take Ryan over Dak. No, you don't. Yo, no, you Fitz Magic? No, you won't. Oh, you sleeping on Fitz Magic, Dude, bro. <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't have taken Tannehill two years ago over Dak Prescott. No. Actually, I wouldn't have taken Tannehill over Mariota. Uh I was pissed. I know uh, you was mad yeah, when they when I was they did pissed. that. But dude. And then from from my from my Bears, Mitch Trubisky, Nick Foles, like Way more. Would you take Jameis right now over Mitch? Trubisky? I would take Jay. I would take both of them. I take Jameis and Cam and trade out for oh, yeah. Foles and and, yeah. and Trubisky. You're right. Absolutely. You're absolutely it's right. not even close. So my point is like, you have this resume, and I know people have this stuff, and and this is why I want my women to stick with me on this. You have this resume, and you are going like you're you're sort of a, a, a tried and true, maybe not a star, but you're damn good. And if you're going to go to be a backup, these guys got one-year deals with those resumes, and they're getting paid shit. And yet, yeah. look at all of these other guys, man, that that, that got I can see. I can see why Cam didn't, right? Like, I can see Cam because of the injury history. And so, like, and some, man, and, and this will come back to bite me, but I always look at GMs in sports, especially football, and I feel like it's an easy job, and I don't know how guys screw it up. Like, to me, you look at Cam, and I think the risk there is injury, right? So I could see why you wouldn't give him a long-term deal. I'd give him a lot of money. Maybe I'm not going to give him as many years. But Jameis, I think what scares people away, obviously, was the picks. But I look at that, and again, it doesn't bother me. Brett Favre threw a lot of picks. So, like, to me, you can look at that as Jameis ain't afraid to just throw the ball. Like, you give your receivers an opportunity. Sometimes it's not great. Sometimes he throws some atrocious picks, right? Dude, he threw over 5,000 yards last, yeah. last year. Now, again. And you have to take picks, the good with right? the bad, right? Like, you, you, like, if you have Jameis, a guy with that kind of arm talent, right? And that thing, you go, you don't get the 5,000 yards without the 20 picks. You just don't. So, you have to be willing to give up one with, uh, you know, for the other. And Tampa Bay's defense was decent, right? But Jameis put up over 20 points a game. I don't know what the average was, right? But he threw for a lot of yards, had a ridiculous offense around him, he stopped also, somebody. He also gave up 20 points. He game. did, but yeah, that's 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 fair. But the guy, I the guy was, he, he was throwing pick sixes. So he was, but I think I think he was definitely worth uh, an opportunity as a starter. You know what would be interesting to see if he sits behind Drew Brees for a year or two, learns from someone like Sean Payton, and then Sean Payton manages to just get 
like move from the Drew Brees era right into Jameis Winston on the cheap because you figure maybe they'll pay him for a year or two. He gets to learn maybe how to read defenses better. So you, you'll limit a little bit of his picks. You're not going to limit the ones where he goes, I think I can fit the ball there. You're going to limit the ones that you go, where was he throwing? Because maybe he read the defense wrong and he just chucked it up. He couldn't see. But and then there's that dude. He I don't think we're we're, we're accounting into the fact that he's got 2020 vision now. <laughs> like speaking of the Saints, <laughs> Taysom Hill makes he, way more. The, the, it's a, Taysom it's, Hill to me is a tinier Tim Tebow who can catch man. Like he, I don't. There's all this hype around this guy being the next starter for uh, New Orleans. Not gonna happen. I'll tell you guys that shit right now. Not going to happen. Zero chance Taysom Hill starts as a QB in the NFL. No way. He's so a slot receiver. But you know what? And, and it just brought me to like, and I think we've all had this in, in, in jobs, right? When you go in and you go, man, like I'm better than that person and that person and that person. And you know that they make more than you. And you go like, man, like I trained that person <laughs> and I trained that person and Right. And then, and then some, you know, some, some of us, you know, eventually if you if, if you if you leave or, you know, you go somewhere else, um, you know, you can you can usually get your market value, yep. you know, when you when you leave a place. But these guys, they can't leave. So what, what do you think it is? You think it's the race thing? You know what? I don't know. Because that gets brought up a lot with quarterbacks. It does. Especially. It does. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's true. And, 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 it, and it could be some of that. However, I will say this. As long as you're still playing you have an opportunity. Yeah. Right? You have an opportunity and 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 it's and like I said last week, man, it's never going to be equal. You know, for 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 whatever reason, somebody could look at you, look at your skin color and and, and go, "Yep, those people aren't leaders." You know what I mean? Like that could be somebody's mindset. Yeah. You're not going to get you you think I think this next generation, right? Like maybe the kids that they have will will do a better job of um getting that mindset out, but I think and man, I want to say it was like Charlemagne the God or something brought this up the other day, but it, it, it's a Thanos line from Avengers where he goes, as long as there's people who saw what was, you'll have people who can't see what can be. Something like that. Like I'm, I'm butchering the quote, but it's like, you know, people won't be able to, well, you're going to have people who are stuck to the old way. They're not going to be able to see what the new world kind of looks like because they knew what the old one looked like. And it's a perfect like quote, like Thanos was on to something there. I kind of get it now. Um, like, we have to almost like this generation has to die off right of who are breeding and raising other racist people or people with that mindset and i think this next generation is obviously more open-minded and and has been more accepting and has been willing to make progress at at the expense of their own maybe progress um so i think we are a generation or two away that that will go away but yeah in our lifetime um, you know, we'll be grandfathers, great grandfathers or something. And then we'll start to see like, oh yeah, people don't even look at that anymore. Cause you know, what's going to happen too, man. As I look at it, I look at even my kids, I go, there's going to be generations of just mixed kids coming. This whole thing where people used to stick like within their race and have kids and do that stuff. I go, that's starting to go away. I know a lot of people who are like mixed. And so eventually you're just going to have a bunch of mixed people around and you're going to have to just do away with like, like it's just naturally going to progress from now. We'll screw it up. We'll create. Yeah. We'll create another kind of class. Well, yeah, we'll go classes like yeah. either money wise yep. or thing wise. Like because as human beings, we're just designed to war, right? Like at, or or to go to war and be tribal and be whatever, right? So we'll still create cliques. It it you know it'll be something else. Whatever the next thing is, it'll be people with long fingernails and people <laughs> with short fingernails or some shit. It'll you know because that's not going away because we we have this need to to want to belong to something. So. And unfortunately, that means if you want to belong to that group, you have to hate the other group, which is stupid. But 
just kind of the way we're programmed, man. Yeah, I think that, um, um, and this is probably this is going way off topic, but the way like the Neanderthals were were extinguished was that it's like they're they're not they're different than us. They didn't look like us. They're different than us, and 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 so they don't they don't belong, and we need to get rid of that. Yeah, can you imagine if we had another human race right now? No, like other, you know, it wouldn't never happen. We we're we're so intolerant of anything that looks very different. Yeah, we're intolerant, so it it would never, it would never happen. Uh, um, and it's weird because I wonder how long that takes to get deprogrammed because that's built in genetically, right? So, you, are we thousands of years away, millions of years away from being like a, an integrated species and then moving away from that? I don't I don't know. It might be too late. Like we'll never we'll never really know. We're gonna end up wiping out everything from the planet and then. And it's funny, I think that I think that most people, you know, think that we're not that far away. I think that we are. I think that I think that we can that we can we can think ahead. So like that that's sort of like the, the, the brilliance of like the human mind, right? You can you can think of sort of the utopic or have that utopic view. Um, yeah, we have imaginations. Yes, right? we have, like, you have yeah. fantastic imaginations. But but to actually to to get there, I mean it just it's gonna take a lot of work and i just think it's you know evolution yeah no you're right i think yeah you're right it's evolution i think it's going to be iterations of humans down the line um when we when we get there then the meteor will hit and extinguish all of us it'll extinguish everybody (laughs) and then there's going to be people left over and it's going to be like the people who got hit by a meteor and the people who didn't get hit by a meteor and then they're going to hate each other it'll just be a whole nother wild oh man dude can we talk a little bit about this goya thing (laughs) oh my god all i saw i saw I saw my president <laughs> with my president. Goya beans and all types of Goya products across the desk, yeah. right? In the Oval Office. In the Oval Office. And, and Ivanka with the little, with the beans. yes, Goya, tiene que ser bueno, with the whole ad. <laughs> Which, listen, man, again, say what you want about this presidency. Their troll game is up here like it's <laughs> top-notch trolling like at the, like you know all that stuff I, I i don't know if it's illegal but it's definitely unethical to hold that position and do what he did with the goya products do because that's, but he doesn't care he's no, like he yeah, doesn't care he's like i'm that's gonna do this our tax like, dollars yes basically and he's taunting like what are you gonna do i'm gonna do this like he trolls people and like as much as <laughs> it infuriates people it's the funniest shit in the world i go who would have thought that you would have a president who would just troll like just as much as people would troll him? He he trolls people back like his it's the f- I'm gonna miss the entertainment because this shit's entertaining. Um, but dude, the guy from Goya, I go. So what did he? What did he? Say? He, he he was giving a speech and he said and it was something like to the effects of um or, or he was giving an interview and, and he was uh basically the quote was something like. Um, you know, we we should be thankful that we're under such great leadership like of, of Trump or whatever. He basically called Trump a good leader. Right. Um, which, again, man, whatever your opinion, you, you do with that what you will. But read the fucking room, dude. Like you're the CEO of not only like a company, but a company, have you know, obviously heavily supported by minorities. And then you go, just shut up. Don't talk like politics like we know half of these people think that way right are in support of trump I, you know you you figure the one percent which the goya ceo is in that one percent is supportive of that like we all knew that right but now you've come out and it's almost like in 
just stay. I, we, I mean, we talk about this all the time. Just stay out of the politics, man. Just keep your mouth shut. And you know what's gonna? Nothing's gonna change, dude. Everybody's buying Goya. Like it doesn't matter. Everybody's mad last week. I'll tell you right now, man. The minute you go to Publix and you gotta choose between Badilla Adobo and and, and Goya Adobo, you're not picking the Badilla. I'm gonna tell you that right now. <laughs> it doesn't roll off the tongue as easy, dude. Man. I think people already forgot about the whole Wendy's, right? Wasn't yeah, Wendy's like Wendy's, trying to get yeah, canceled and stuff, man? Last like, week, man. Like, yeah. If if you're surprised that 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 these you know these these ceos are are for trump then keep reading keep re- yeah and you know because this guy because he has made it easier for for people to have businesses he's made it easier for businesses to thrive he's made it easier for businesses to make more money so for those guys it, it's phenomenal yeah business is booming so he should have that opinion right like if you're him you're going well Shit, my life's gotten progressively better the last four years. And that's his experience. And I, but I always feel like these CEOs, man, you don't like just for someone that smart, because he's clearly not a dumb guy, right? And then I love how, how, you know, people start talking about, um, you're going to hurt Goya or hurt the stock price. It's like Goya's privately held, has been privately held its entire existence. Um, nothing's going to happen to those guys. But you go, you got to know the, the situation you're in a lot better than that. Just don't talk. Just don't speak on politics. Like, I, I don't know how hard it is to just say, like, you know, what, like, just just bow out. Next question. Plead the fifth. Do whatever you have to do. Or or I think and maybe he's doing the right thing by just saying, yep, our president's a good leader, regardless of who the president is. Maybe that would have been his response under any presidency. Right. Because you go uh, as of as a as a, maybe as a patriot, as whatever, you just say, yep, you know, the good because only bad can come to you if you talk shit about Trump. If you're the CEO, that's why in so many ways I'm like, just don't talk about anything. But, you know, this president's so petty that had he said, like, something bad against him, you know, something would have went down. Uh, uh, you know, they would have found something that he needed and, and, and figured out a way to ruin his day, I'm sure. But, you know, what's funny, man. I don't think that let's say he went the other way and said Trump sucks. I don't think Goya suffers at all. No, not at all. Not at all. You you could do that any other presidency, right? Uh, blue or blue or red. Um, this one's pretty divisive. So this this one, uh, yeah, I don't think people would have cared. Like, because even supporters would have been like, yeah, we get it. <laughs> like they would have been like, yeah, makes sense. Like, and they would have just moved on. Like, they, you know, they'd have just been like, yeah, that's why they only eat that on the other side of the wall. Like, they would have just like moved on. Like, his supporters would have expected that from Goya, right? I think what it did was it kind of fueled them to go, oh, look at this. Like, we're not as racist because obviously a guy who's predominantly brown and runs a brown company, you know, is in support of us. Like, I think it just fuels um, kind of their movement. It, it, it must have made his day because. Listen, I think one of the reasons we hate Trump is because he's so much like the rest of us and we don't want our president to be like us. Right. Like I want my president to be better spoken. Right. I, I want him to to, uh, to to walk into a room and command the room and do that. Trump is to petty. be president to be presidential. Right. Trump is petty. Right. Like he's looking for ways to piss people off. I was like he scrolls through memes all day at work which is what the rest of us do. Like, he's on Twitter talking shit. Like, I think this is why people hate him, because they're like, no, he's just like me. I don't want him to run the country. Like, <laughs> he's on there talking smack online. Like, he's getting into Twitter battles with people. You're just like, no, no, I want my president to be presidential. And maybe that's why we all hate him, because we're like, how is the guy who acts like my buddy from down the street president of the United States right now? Like, I think that's what we hate, man. No, no, it's true, man. And, and, I got to switch it up a little bit here, man. Speak, speaking of thugs, Miles Garrett got a contract. So who, when that whole thing happened, man, who called him 
Somebody called him a thug on that team. Did they? Did they really? I'm trying to remember. All right, hold on for the for the listening audience. Nah. We just we just went back to the NFL. Okay, so yeah, yeah. So Miles so, Garrett was part of that uh, issue last year where he hit uh, the backup quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers with his helmet during a fight. Like he took it off and hit him, and the quarterback with, wasn't wearing a helmet. So it's it, a potentially it was with the quarterback's helmet. Yes. So he took off his own helmet and tried to beat him to death with it, basically. He took off the quarterback's helmet. Took off yep. the quarterback's helmet and then swung it at him. So guys and who watch NFL know. And he hit him. I think he did catch him, right? He didn't catch him solid like 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 he intended to hit him, basically, but he caught him. Shit looked intentional to me, bro. No, no, no. I think it's intentional. I'm talking about when he swung it at him, he was intending to do more damage. I think the way, I don't even know because this guy doesn't matter, the quarterback, but he moved out the way so it nicked him. It didn't get him like full solid. Like it right. knocked him unconscious if he'd have caught him. The way he intended to hit him, it would have knocked him unconscious. Um, but yeah, this dude got paid. But dude, he could have <laughs> killed that guy. Yep. And I'm like, and, I, and and it just goes back to, we, you know, like money talks. Yep. Right? Like, they're going, matter of fact, he was, when after that incident, which happened, I believe, in like in November, yep. he was suspended indefinitely. And he was back? He was back in February with the team. Okay. And they just gave him a five-year, $125 million contract. And I was like, wow, man, like this dude, listen, we, we all get into, into you know, in, into spaces where, where we would probably do dumb shit. But he could have killed that guy. Absolutely. Man. I don't care what that guy said. If he called him the N-word or whatever, like you can, you can get somebody fired up, but that's just words. When you take a weapon and then swing it, like swing it to kill, like, I'm sorry, yeah. man. You know, like, so at the time I was kind of thinking he's an idiot and I still think he's an idiot, right? Like, because you're right, he could have killed him. But I will say, I think the part we neglect about the NFL, man, is that you have rewarded these guys for violence their entire life and then you expect them to go and basically we said we set up these imaginary lines and when you're in these lines you can be violent penalty free and so you and i'm not saying he's right i'm not defending what he did but i think mentally right there's something in you that it has to be hard for you to turn that on and off when your entire life as a middle schooler as a high schooler as a college football player as an adult your entire life for the last 10 15 years you've been rewarded for that type of violence and so there has to be something in your brain sometimes that that doesn't know the difference between this is the right violence and this is the wrong violence um and granted a lot of them do a good job of separating that right and and, and you know most of nfl guys are are productive members of society and you don't see a lot of whole a lot of cases with them outside of, of being violent but I, there's something to that whole you can't reward someone for violence forever and not expect them to have some crazy outburst like in the heat of the battle with something like that so and i and i get that and i, I don't disagree with that however I think that when you, you know, if, 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 what's the, what's the guy's name? Rudolph? The, the guy that's, oh, the yeah, quarterback, I don't even right? remember what his name was, man. Like, yeah, Mason, I don't know. Ma- he won't be in the league next Mason year. Mason Rudolph. Okay, so, Mason. if he's dead or maimed, right? Like, yeah. it's, then what? Do you charge him? I don't know, man. Because you go, during the confines of that, do NFL rules prevail or can you step in as a police force and say this guy murdered him with a helmet? I, yeah, I don't know how that works, man. I, because maybe I guess I guess you judge the intent, right? Because the intent was to hurt him when you take it. Because I go, what if uh, Miles Garrett, the next play, gets pissed off and he and he blatantly disregards like a whistle and blasts Mason Rudolph and, you know, puts him in a coma? 
or, or, you know, kills them, breaks something, whatever. Do you charge them the same way? Like, so now basically what we said is we've set up these imaginary rules and you can hurt them within the, this set of rules because now it's just yes. a penalty flag and you're not going to charge them. That's true. So it, it just. But that, but that is still and, and, and that's still within the confines of the game. Yeah. Whereas taking off your helmet and swinging it at people has no place in the game it isn't but it's more calculated right so if i if he goes i'm not gonna hit him with my with with i'm not gonna take off his helmet and hit him because it's calculated but next play i'm i and i know i'm on a blitz and i'm going after him i'm gonna i'm, hit, I'm hitting him anyway. i'm gonna pretend i'm gonna hit him anyway and so then now it's just a nuance of it was in the confines of the game like where do you separate i don't know you know i think he was wrong but i just go that's a tricky I don't know, man, that space to get into. I'm always with, with NFL players, man. It always just trips me out because, again, you're rewarding these. You're rewarding, in many cases, guys who have, they go to college, but they don't really go to college, right? So you're rewarding guys with shitty upbringings um, who grow up in, in shitty areas who, from a very young age, are looked at as the way out, right, in their family. And I don't know Miles Garrett's background, so I'm not speaking He's actually to Miles has a good, I mean, like, Does I, he have saw, a good, okay, yeah, I saw so. like a 30 for 30 on him. I believe it's 30 for 30. I mean, it may have been another another special, but, um, you know, like good upbringing, man, like, like, okay. like, Kind of mild mannered kid, obviously uh, a freak on the field, right? Um, but everybody that, that that was interviewed was like, "Man, the guy's a good guy. He's a good guy." So he yeah. just had, a, I guess, one of those moments. Yeah, because I always NFL guys, I'm always going, "Man, you 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 pick up these kids who have so much pressure, who are looked at as the person to get their family out of whatever thing is. You reward them for violence, and then you're surprised when they do something crazy. You're like, no, it's exactly what." like we've been feeding that this entire yeah, time yeah i know dude but what <laughs> but, but where do you draw the line man uh, listen with the nfl man here's the thing like even like so the dolphins are are talking about reopening right and and they laid out these these rules and at first i'm reading it and i'm going wow they're listing this out like they're planning on having fans in the game and then oh, i go they are and then i thought about well cte they didn't give a shit about your brain so what makes you think they care about your lungs so of course they're gonna open and have fans at the stadium. Like, like there's been studies out that they're like, no, no, the 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 hits definitely make you crazy and all that stuff. And the NFL guys are like, yeah, but. <laughs> like, so what makes you think that this coronavirus thing is any different? I'm like, you know what? Like, it doesn't shock me. Like, the the Miami is the worst place right now in in the world. I think as far as cases go, dude, it's like one in three. Yes, it's like, insane. Sorry, one in three people that are being tested are coming out positive and the season is six weeks away and they laid out this entire plan for and you know again kudos to them for having a plan because one of the things that shocked me this week about the nfl was that they had the advantage that no other sports league had which was time right like since march they known this was a thing and suddenly this week you still have nfl players complaining because they don't know what the plan is and i'm like would you guys and i think they sat back and just said oh it'll be gone by then you know like maybe but there's they seem so ill-prepared but then the Dolphins laid out in their stadium is all these certifications that it's passed. And it's the only stadium in the world that has these certifications for like um, for for germ control and for cleanliness and all this stuff. And then, you know, they're they're creating uh, clusters of seats where, you know, you only can sit together and you're not next to the friend. So you go, OK, they're making an effort. But then I'm looking at this going, oh, shit, they're planning on having fans like in September when they start the season. Like they're not they're not thinking about, oh, we're going to start a fanless NFL which I thought that was the case. I thought so too, but they laid that out like no, 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 and it's hilarious because it's in Miami. You know what I mean? Like it's like, <laughs> it's in like the new epicenter. Yeah, yeah, it's like Charlie Sheen coming out and 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 handing out condoms like outside. Of the thing. You're just like, wait, what? Look at that. And like, and they're made by Charlie. Like, <laughs> like, are you sure, man? Like, oh. 
Dude, we got to talk about our cancel culture this week. Oh, man. I'm going to get canceled. Let's go. Yeah. So we'll get canceled on the latter half of the week. <laughs> um, Nick Cannon, he came out and, and again, he had, he had one of the uh, former members of Public Enemy um, on his show. I can't remember. The, what, what is the guy's name? I think I have it written down here. Um, Professor Griff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Who is known for kind of saying stuff like, you know, like like anti-Semitic stuff. Didn't he get kicked out of he, public enemy because of that? Kicked, yeah. yeah, he got yeah. kicked out. And um but you know they, they were talking they were talking about stuff and and, and again I'm, I'll let I'll let the, the the listeners go and and see exactly what he said. But basically he said some things that, that were deemed anti-Semitic. And then so Viacom slash CBS said, No thanks, we'll let you go. And now I think he's like fighting for rights for his wild and out show, show and stuff, right? But I'm like, man, like we just last week we talked about the Deshaun Jackson, and so like it's already happening, and I know that he's in that space where he knows what's going on. Oh yeah, or he has people that knows what's going on, and like, isn't anybody warning him? Because that was on his podcast. Yep. Isn't anybody warning him? Like, hey, this guy's coming on. And, and, and they and I, edited that, right? So you had another opportunity because we go I, through edits, right? So you I, go, he right. edited that afterwards and somebody said, uh, leave that on. I don't know if he does it live or not. He oh, might he do, do it live. I'm not, live. I'm not sure. Okay. So yeah, don't yeah. don't, don't, okay. quote, don't so. quote me on that. But I, but I wonder, like, you know, we put our opinions out on this, on this podcast, mm-hmm. clearly. Um, but we know that there's always the other side of the coin, right? If you're gonna take a stance on something, especially something that's that's really sensitive like that, wouldn't you have somebody on the show to maybe to check you on those on those thoughts or go like, hey, you know what? Like, that's not exactly the way that that is. Rather than having like it's it's like it's like having an extremist across the table from you, and then you guys are just talking about extremist things. He's known for it. Now you're going along with it again. Nick Cannon had a whole lot more to lose than that guy. Yeah, I didn't even. Yeah, right. Like, and he's quoting like Farrakhan, who's yes, already who's controversial. Already. You know, I think we talked about this uh, a couple weeks back, maybe last week. But yeah, like you're already quoting Farrakhan, right? It's already touchy. Um, I understand. I think what Nick thought he was trying to say, but you again, man, you got to be smarter than that. And then unfortunately, every time you do this, I feel like it kills their movement. It kills the BLM movement. It kills like, because now people look at that and go, see, you guys do it yeah, too. They're racist. They're too. racist too. And and then while it doesn't make it right, it just gives fuel to the like, look, there's hate on both sides. We're not, we all have work to do. And, and it takes away from the movement that you, um, that Nick has been, uh, you know, very prominent in. And I know Nick represents black culture as much as he can. And you always see him wearing the traditional clothing and he tries to get out there. I don't know how Nick still has a job. I was, I was shocked. I think they just took the opportunity to fire him, to be honest with you. But, um, you know, Fox stuck with him, which yes. I'll give him that. So Fox, stuck the, with him, so the mass singer. Yeah. And, and I can see that because I think so if you want, um, I guess Nick is a charismatic guy. Right. And you go if you want a charismatic guy and it's a family friendly show, which is what Nick is known for. Right. Like most of the time he does family friendly stuff unless you watch his stand up special or unless you watch, um, I guess, evidently his podcast. He usually is not that controversial. Right. Like he's always done. He's you know, he grew up in Nickelodeon shows. He's doing um, you know, he's always he's hosting like Americans Got Talent. He's doing stuff. So I think, you know, I will say to Fox's credit, 
it, what he said wasn't so detrimental that you had like, no, we have to immediately distance ourselves. I think they came out and said, listen, Nick's aware of what he did. He's in the middle of getting educated. We're internally having conversations with him, whatever, you know, whatever the, the political and the, the corporate hoopla was. But I think, again, just take an opportunity to educate him and, and move forward. Like, I don't necessarily want people fired who say racist shit, white, black, brown. I don't care. Like if they're, if they, if they are remorseful and they're willing to learn, I think right. I'm like, you know, cool. And really, if it, if it, if it affects ratings over time, yeah, they're going to fire him anyway. Of course. It's listen, everyone cares about the back. This is why, this is why the Kanye thing like is so crazy. Like I, if you haven't seen Kanye goes off on his tangent, is he canceled? Listen, <laughs> I don't know how he hasn't been yet. Right. But, it, you go i think kanye gets a pass because uh he, he clearly has a mental disorder right and so i go nobody loves kanye around him clearly because if i'd like to think man if i went out there and i said some shit like that you would be the first person to call me to be like hey man you all right like <laughs> like, like if i even told you i was thinking about doing something like that you like yeah, I think you should think about that. So <laughs> I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't watch the whole thing, oh, but I, but God. I saw he's the 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 comment about um, is it Harriet Tubman, dude, where he's like, they didn't, she, she didn't free the slaves, she just sent them to work for other white people. Yep. He so he makes a comment like that. <laughs> then, then he says, then he says, um, uh, he tells the people he wants absolute silence and order. Like in this rally, people who are supposed to support you, right? Like he's very dictatorish. Like when he's coming out, you know, in typical Kanye fashion. He, was he wearing a vest? He was wearing a bulletproof vest. <laughs> then he then he's telling people his IQ is like one thirty. He's telling people his brain is too big for his skull. Like he goes off on these tangents about abortion. Then he's talking about Planned Parenthood, and you're like, and the funny thing is, I go as much shit as the Kardashians get, they're not dumb right so they let kanye go off just enough because they know it's good for their ratings because they still have to do keeping up with the kardashians right the minute kanye interferes with their money that's when they're like hey man wrap it up reel it in <laughs> get them back on the meds that's probably Let's the go. mom yep that's so probably the mom doing that it's sad to see man because you're seeing like you, we, we were talking about this earlier. Like, you see Kanye on the Sway interview. He probably can't be controlled, right? Like, maybe there are people around him going, hey, ye, man, like, that was a little much. And he's like, I'm a genius. I'm the next Walt Disney. Like, get away from me. Like, you know, he's, he's probably losing his shit going, you're only here because of me. You know, and, and he... He, and it's hard to question someone of success. Like, if you've ever been around anybody who has any magnitude of success, it's very difficult to argue with them and tell them that they're wrong. Because people, if, and, and this goes to any walk in life, if you're a doctor, you assume that you're good at everything. If you're a lawyer, you assume that you're good at everything. Like, anybody who's considered in society, like, I think, uh, 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 like, a respected level of that, anytime I've ever met those people, most of them think they're geniuses at everything, right? So, you go, I, I get that it would be difficult to 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 probably reel Kanye in, but if anybody has the time, the money, the resources, the stuff, it's his family, man. It's his wife. It's that. And you go, the fact that they let him go off like that and embarrass himself and embarrass his family. And you go, you, you're willing to do it because it's good for the show. It's good for the money or it's planned. So the other part of me goes, the, no, the he's not like, so that the other guy, part of me goes, not planned. no, no, no. I mean, from them, they're going, Kim's going to mom going, mommy's losing his shit. He's saying some stuff. And mom's like, let him go. 
And then the minute he says something that destroys your base, like he starts talking about Planned Parenthood and that's obviously going to be women and that's Kim's base and that's Kylie's base. And that's, that's when they start to kind of reel him in. And he even makes a comment during a speech yesterday going, this one's probably going to cause me a divorce, but I got to speak my truth. And he's going off, which leads me to believe that Kim has already said, hey, man, stop fucking with Planned Parenthood. <laughs> like, like, And so for him to make that comment go, this one will probably lead me to divorce. Like he clearly knows that one's wrong and he goes off anyway. And you're going, I feel like these people are okay with him having his um, his episodes as long as it's beneficial to them. And the minute it's not beneficial to them, they kind of reel him back in. Um, and then, you know, like two weeks from now, he'll be on something apologizing, saying how he was off his meds and all that stuff. And it's sad, man, because mental illness is, is messed up. Um, and, and you know, to, to, I, to me at this point is he doesn't have people around him who care about him enough to just shut him down, like commit him, put him in a hospital, get him some whatever. But you know, you, you touched on something earlier that was like, I think that he believes that he's so much smarter than the people around him. And and, and I think that if, if oh, I, I would imagine that if the people around him question whether it's his intelligence or his actions or what have you, I think he's the type that'll go kind of like what he did with Sway. Like, you don't have the answers. I have the answers. Look what I've done. Yep. You know, and, and so I could totally see that, you know, see, see that guy doing it. And then if he has like it, and is he bipolar? I don't know if that's, is that, is that like is, official? I believe, I believe he has he come out and said that he is bipolar. Okay. So I'm going to assume that it's a diagnosed disorder because okay. according to him, he is bipolar. Um, Man, and for and for people to know, the thing is, is that this overshadows a lot of the good that Kanye did because as an artist, Kanye was amazing. Um, as a producer, Kanye was amazing. And the thing was, is Kanye changed. And, and I think it's it's easy for people to, to forget this. But, you know, rap used to be the the braggadocious kind of, you know, gang banging. Like everybody was talking about how much money they had or or, um, you know, how much drugs they were selling, all that. Kanye was really the first kind of guy to come out and start to make that that shift. Right. Like remember, Kanye used to come out. He wasn't from the hood. You know, he's from Chicago, but he wasn't like, hey, Southside, I'm from the hood, this and that. Like his mom is like a college professor. Um, he, he was wearing like polo shirts like that was. And then he people started dressing differently because of Kanye. Um, and, and it's easy to forget that, that he did mean a lot to a movement. He made it okay for kids to be like, oh, I can wear a, a, a polo shirt. And it doesn't have to be a, a, a shirt down to my knees, like a baggy shirt or the super baggy jeans. And, and, um, I can rap about things that aren't, um, you know, gang banging. Like it, it, I think Kanye was one of the first people to really make that shift. Like when he came out through the wire was a song about his feelings about going through the car accident thing. You go, how, how often did that happen in rap pre that it wasn't very common. And Kanye shift that narrative, but we don't talk about that anymore, man. You say Kanye and people just go, that guy's nuts. Like, <laughs> because he has, he's lost his shit. He's ruined relationships. He's like, and I think this, unfortunately, man, it's going to have a bad ending. Like the Kanye story doesn't end well. Um, either, either he does something to himself or somebody does something to him or, you know, like it, it just, it's not going to have a pleasant ending. And it's a shame because as far as musical genius goes, Kanye was as a producer, he was, he, he was, um, and for people who don't follow hip hop, don't follow rap, like 
Kanye changed again the way you know he's he's rapping about Jesus. Remember he's he's sampling old songs and he's turned into hip hop. Like Kanye was was one of a kind, truly, man. He he produced Jay Z's one of uh, 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 Jay Z's probably infamous albums, Blueprint Two. Kanye produced most of that album, and uh, you know as as much as Jay Z's rapping was obviously phenomenal in that album, the beats were equally as amazing. That's Kanye before anybody knew who Kanye West was. Um, and so it's a shame because I think his career, unfortunately, is going to be um, uh, uh, overshadowed by all this crazy shit. Going oh, it absolutely in. will. I mean, it just make, makes you think like if if you never heard him speak, you just think this guy's a genius. Yeah, you right. If really like you think what he thinks about himself. Yeah, that he's just a, that he's a genius. If if he never gets on him, if he never gets in front of a in front of a mic to actually talk to people, talk about his ideas and. Um, but because he's done that over the years and, and in his in, um, eccentric ways, you know, we look at him differently. And I'll, and I'll say, cause even with the clothing, right? Like, like he had a genius deal with, that didn't work out well with Nike. Then he went to Adidas. Um, he, he changed the way kind of the, the fashion thing, like his sneakers always sold out, like anything he touched turned to gold. So it's hard if you're him, it's very difficult to argue with him and tell him he's not good or not great, right? Not transcendent. Like it's hard to tell someone who wakes up every day and, go, and goes, listen, man, I have X amount of platinum albums. All my sneakers sell out in seconds. It's like, you, you can't argue with someone like that like it's impossible and then you go um he has a deal with gap now which i thought was a genius deal by gap but i'm wondering at this point do they separate themselves from him i don't think they will like i wonder if they just go this will this will go away I mean, he doesn't. This whole presidential thing is going to yeah. go away, right? Well, it's he publicity, doesn't. Man. He doesn't it's even have you. like the, the most of the. I shouldn't say most of the states, but there's a few key states that he can't even get on the ballot. Um, so it's going to go away. And I don't so, think he expects to win, right? Like, it's, but but I wonder. I wonder if Gap is like, let's just close yeah. our eyes. Well, if you're Gap, this is over. You have to have those conversations internally, right? And go. This is what we're getting from this guy. And I'm and we're willing to live with it. Like there's no way that if you're Gap, if, if you're executives from Gap, like you know, obviously both of us haven't worked in, in in corporate America, and and haven't been in rooms where conversations like this happen. There's no way that that thing get brought up, that they didn't go. Eh, it's a yeah, little risky. Like, are you sure? Yeah. And someone went, nope. But yep. Like you know, like are you sure? <laughs> nah. But like he's gonna say something stupid. That's what. That's probably what the conversation was. Listen, he's gonna say something stupid, but um. It's, it'll be stupid in a sense. It, it'll be things we're willing to live with. Like they're going to go, he won't say anything that's uh, um, that's maybe misogynistic. He won't say anything that's homophobic. He won't, Like what are we willing to live with? He'll say things against his own people. Um, so he's black. So if he says things against black people, we're willing to live with that because it'll be controversial just to the black community. But it can't be looked at as racist because it's towards his own guys. So you almost start to do the math and go. Yeah, we're willing to live with that. Because at the end of the day, I bet you his shit at Gap sells out. I wonder I wonder if the CEO tells like the you know, the head of marketing, if this doesn't work out, that's your ass. Do you think, man? <laughs> I, yeah, don't I don't know who because, because it is I mean it is a it, it's a risk. He's a risk, bro. I don't, is it, man? Absolutely. Like if you're so if you're Gap to me, there's nowhere to go. Like I, you <laughs> have you bought Gap lately? No. No, nobody has. Like Gap had their run, right? At some point in time. But these days, man, like like to me, if you're Gap, that's an easy kind of buy. And you go, this can only end up sucking for us if we if we guarantee him some kind of money, right? Like like a- or if he doesn't, if maybe if he's not controversial, 
And it sucks for us. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Very, very true. Because I guarantee you, if a Yeezy Gap t-shirt dropped tomorrow, it's sold out. There's no way that it's not sold out. It's sold out. It's going to sell out. And the secondary market for it, people are going to be selling that t-shirt for like 300 bucks online. Which I think one of the biggest beefs I have with him is I, I remember specifically an interview he did when he was getting into shoes and all this stuff. And he was talking about how he grew up and couldn't afford fashion. I, you know, like he's really big into um, Versace and, 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 and all these high name brands. And I remember him kind of he took unpaid internships again to his credit, took unpaid internships in the fashion industry because he said, I don't know anything about that. I want to learn. And so he acted like any other intern and went to places and wanted to soak in and, and sat behind some of the best fashion minds. I I guess that are out there um, because he wanted to learn fashion that much. And he said, because when he was younger, fashion wasn't accessible to him. My beef with that dude is that you drop $230 sneakers. How is that accessible to the people who, who wasn't too accessible before? Like that's not, that's, and you drop a limited supply. So you are, you increase the demand. So then the secondary market makes these sneakers worth five or 600 bucks. And listen, I'm not complaining. I buy Yeezys all the time to flip them because they go for that much more money, but you can't sit there and say, Hey, fashion wasn't accessible to me. I couldn't wear this good clothes. And I, I, I couldn't, um, you know, have access to, to these brands and to this quality and all that stuff. And then do the exact same thing that they're doing. Like you don't have Versace prices, but you don't have affordable prices like if you're a kid in the south side of chicago and and you're a single mom or whatever and you're working like a regular job making minimum wage you can't afford yeezys right like that's that that's the one side of the bipolar yep (laughs) (laughs) he's like well the designer in me doesn't believe in affordability (laughs) my 132 iq told me to (laughs) that i should maximize money and i'm not mad at that but just don't come out and say that you're doing it because you wanted it to be accessible but that's yeah but that's but that's that's him right like he comes out one time and he's this way and then he comes out another time and he's the other way it's part of his (laughs) is part of his craziness Dude, I, I, I could talk about this guy for, <laughs> for an hour by itself, man. So another guy that canceled himself um, was Logic. You hear about that? No. Wait, so Logic? Logic. Logic no. said he's coming out with another album. Um, I think it's called like... But he's Mochaccino. How did he get canceled? What did he say? <laughs> no, no, no. He, I said he canceled himself. Oh, he canceled himself. He's oh, like, oh, oh. I'm retiring. Oh, he's retiring. Yeah. So he's yeah, dropping yeah, one so last album and he's, he's out? He's dropping another album. It's going to be called No Pressure. Um, but he's, he has a, I think he has a, I don't know if he has a kid on the way or, or he has a, or he has a young kid now. He's just like, I want to focus on being a father. And so he's, he's, he's done with it, man. Um, he's worth about 14 million. Nah, he's got right. about, yeah, he'll be fine. He's, he's, right. he's dropped like six albums. Um, that dude is funny, man. I, I looked him up and his name is actually Sir Robert Bryson Hall the second isn't that hilarious right and, and I'm thinking to myself where the hell did the sir come from and it said his mom just threw it in there so his actual legal name is sir, sir. that's hilarious right. Good and, for and it's mom. funny so his, like and his and his parents were like like his, his his father was black his mother was white Dude, that's what happens when your mom's a junkie you but get cool that's shit what it like was. sir man well his mom was like an alcoholic Yo, shout out to um, the junkie mom <laughs> his father was hooked on cocaine <laughs> yep and so but so you know Kudos to that guy for 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 overcoming, you know that. It's a shitty situation. That home, to yeah, in Baltimore, man. I think he grew up in Baltimore, right? I so don't I don't know where he's from. He's from a shitty area. He doesn't get enough credit, man. That kid lyrically is pretty good. Um, 
and again, conscience and, uh, you know, has songs that are bangers, right? That just don't make no sense. And you want and then he has songs that are, that are really socially conscious and stuff. I, I like him, man. It'd be a shame if he retires that young. Cause I, I don't even think he's 30 yet. I don't know. So, um, but you know what, man, all these guys say that and I'll be back. Um, but if he doesn't, you know what? Good for you. You want to go out on your own terms. You drop one album. You want to go be a dad. I think he has aspirations to be a writer and direct movies and do that whole thing too. So maybe he he'll kind of shift and, and have like a second career now. Um, do yeah, like, I didn't know that. Man. He'll do like a Childish Gambino, Donald yeah, Glover. Dude, is there anything that guy can't do, man? Man, that guy's doing everything. He makes me mad, dude. I watch him do stand-up and he's dope. And you watch him act and he's dope. And you watch him sing and he's dope. And you watch him rap and he's dope. I'm like, how? Like, it doesn't make any sense, man. Save some talent for the rest of us. Like, it, it that him and Bradley Cooper piss me off, man. Bradley Cooper is like a great actor. He looks like a damn statue. And then he fucking, he drops the movie and he's singing. And he sings. And he's and playing him. guitar and it's him. And you're just like, bro, for real, man? <laughs> like, you, I, I love that guy because I go like, that's like the best friend you, that I never had. <laughs> <laughs> like you weren't just happy being handsome, damn, bro. Like you that, have to take everything. That guy in 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 those Hangover movies, it's like that's the guy you want to go on a trip with. Of course. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, that whole thing, man. Dude, staying on yeah. the cancel culture stuff, man. Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres. So there's been like 10 like former employees and one current employee that has come on and said, oh, like there's like racism and, and like abusive, you know, abusive sort of um, treatment behind the scenes. But it's not from her. So like all the headlines obviously say Ellen DeGeneres because she's the name. But right? It's like the show. No, it, it's the producers. The producers. So, okay. Yeah, of course they're dicks. It's a successful show. Like, yeah. And I'm not saying I shouldn't say of course they're dicks, right? Because it doesn't no, mean you don't, have, you, don't, dicks. you don't have to be a dick <laughs> to be successful. But we've seen it time and time again of where like it takes a certain level of I don't want to call it dickness, right? But holding people accountable to to doing their job at a high standard. Yeah, but it is dickness, right? Like you you go there's a certain personality trait you have to have that you bulldoze your way through people to get to a certain status in life. Like one of the things like Gary Vee, right? Like Gary Vee is one like the anti this, right? Like he'll right. say like on positivity, you have you can be nice to and people that's why and still make it. I have that guy in my head, right? And so when I say you have to be, I'm always, I hear him. I hear him going. But if you think about Gary Vee, dude, he dicked his way there. Like I, I look at Gary Vee and he's so overpowering, right? Because if you think about when he has a conversation, even on his and his tea with Gary Vee, he, he, people talk and he immediately cuts them off and speaks over them. His personality, now he may not be malicious in his intent, but his personality is so overwhelming that you almost have no choice but to kind of acquiesce to what he's saying. And that in itself is overpowering and it's like a dickish move. It's just that he's nice about it, right? Like it, these other guys. It, uh, it does come across that way. Um, and he's addressed that in the, in the past where he'll say, I'm not being a dick, but I know what you're going to say because I've heard it so many but times. But that in itself is a dick move, right? Like, if you know what I'm going to say, right, like, be patient and hear me out. But he's so it's, impatient. And it's, he wants on, some, it's only an hour show. You know why? Exactly. Because he goes, this is my time. So because it's my time and I know, and listen, I'm, I'm not knocking Gary Vee because I do that to people, right? Like, if I know what you're going to say, nothing irks me more than having to sit through the entire thing. Like, it drives me insane when I know what the end of the story is and I have to sit there and listen to it. I'm just like, mm. like, like, okay. Anyway, like, 
so I get it, but I'm going for someone who built a brand on like, you know, positivity. And I will say, I don't think he does it in a malicious way. So there is something positive about that, but he's still overpowering you. And to me, like you don't it, like being a dick in that scenario and climbing your way to the top doesn't necessarily mean you have to be malicious. You just have to impose your will on people, whether that will is good or bad or or how people read it. You're still imposing your will. And Gary V pr- walks into a room and commands the room yeah. like Gary V's not sitting in a corner listening to anybody. Right. Like he's going. Then, oh, yeah. OK. Anyway, I heard you. But he just completely <laughs> dominates the conversation. Like it, it's just so you do have to have a personality trait, man, that to me that you overpower a room like there's no getting around that. Yeah. And I, I think that doing a successful show like Ellen DeGeneres. Right. So she's the she's the obviously the the talent. She's a nice person. She's the one giving away things and, you know, feel good. Right. But that that's that's for us. Behind the scenes, it's got to be chaos. And it's exhausting. If you're Ellen, you're you're always like the dancing person and being But no, nice she's not the one being shit. accused of being of, of, uh, of being like that. It's it's the producers in the back. And and they've actually come out and been like, Yeah, we are that way. Yep. We're gonna work on it. <laughs> we'll work. You know what pisses me off about this stuff, man? So like, and even I think a few months back there was like a cancel Ellen thing. Like people came out and said that Ellen wasn't very nice. It's just like she's really rude, and you're like she'll make you, you know, go home and shower if you smell and whatever. Like she's I would which, too. I would too. Yep, absolutely, man. And, um, like if you show up to my set and you stink, I'm sending you home. Like I'm sorry. So so she has like uh, uh anyway. All these people have come out, and then all these people are coming out against the producers. My beef with this is this is obviously happening because that show's not going on right now. Like you can't tape, you can't tape in front of a live audience. You can't. Isn't she? She is doing it in some aspect by right? her, her house, right? So there's no crew, there's no this and that. So now, I, and I don't know what the scenario is. Maybe right. these guys aren't getting paid. They're all on furlough. They're all whatever. But it's like, it's like when the hand was feeding you, you were okay. Like these people are dicks, but I'm gonna go ahead and take that check. And now that it doesn't benefit you anymore, right? Now that you're not in that circle, suddenly you want to come out and speak out against it because Ellen's been on TV for what, 15 years, 20 years on her daytime show. You had 15 years to come out. It's like the same thing. I think of all these people who come out now and want to complain about like how they were treated. It's like, where was that energy when it was happening? When you were getting paid, you were okay when you were getting paid. Now that it's no longer benefiting you, you have to speak out against it. Like, no, I want that same energy you had when you were collecting that check. Yeah, because we could all we could all come complain For about sure. about our jobs about sure. you know different things um and, and like i said too I, I really think to to be a part of something that successful it's not easy it's not it's not butterflies and 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 yarn you know what i mean like these people are going in there they're working their asses off and yeah behind the scenes they're probably getting yelled at if somebody's not where they're supposed to be somebody's not shooting the right shot so you know somebody's a little bit late and 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 so I can't argue with it. No, no. And if you've, uh, and to your point, if you've ever been around anything great like that, it, it's going to happen. If you, if you've ever worked for a company that's good, um, or worked with someone who's really good, there's a reason again that they get there. And there's going to be competitiveness. There's going to be animosity. There's going to be friction and tension and all this stuff. I just. It, it always irks me to see these people come out because it never comes out when the show's doing well. Just like, you know, whenever someone comes out like an assistant for an actor or whatever, it's like when you were collecting the check from the actor, you were fine, right? Like it was only when they fired you or when you retired or whatever that you decided to write the book or do whatever. You know, it's like I always said, like, keep the same energy. Why you, If you were talking shit while you were working there and getting paid, I'm going to respect you all day. But it's the people who come out after the fact that I'm always like... 
you were willing to do it as long as it was beneficial to you. Like, how much did you did it really bother you when you were willing to get paid for it? Like, I I don't know. It's just that stuff. I'm always like iffy about, man. It just it rubs me the wrong way. How we doing on time? But listen, we're we're well over the hour here. We're an hour ten. But before we go, man, did did you see the thing from Spirit Airlines? (laughs) Briefly. So if you guys don't know, somebody uh, assaulted a Spirit Airlines employee like in front of the gate at the airport. Like they just got into an all out rumble and just started beating up on the Spirit Airlines. And listen, I would never condone violence, um, but I get it. I I don't support it, but I understand. But what happened? Having just come back from a flight on Spirit Airlines, I too (laughs) wanted to assault some people. Like Spirit Airlines is the most frustrating airline in the world, dude. Like it. It, they're running a Ponzi scheme. If you're traveling and all you have is you and you're like and nothing, you're fine on Spirit, right? But if no one travels that way, right? So if you're making a day trip somewhere, then Spirit's fine. But if you're trying to spend some time anywhere and you're you're having a bag, then you might as well take anybody else who includes all the stuff in the fee like spirit i had this tweet and spirit's been hitting me up on dms and i'm still not responding because i'm just pissy but like i go during their like their their whole mantra their whole like pre pre-flight emergency routine is like oh in the event of an emergency a card reader will drop from above the overhead cabinet because <laughs> they charge you for fucking everything like it's irks like for a soda or a water on their flight they charge you and again i'm not saying that i support this person beating them but i understand why they did it because i wanted to assault them. so if the plane's going down and the car reader drops first yep swipe the card swipe the card then you get them access the oxygen, to oxygen man. yep <laughs> and then it, and then even if it's like help the person next to you that's another fee otherwise that person has to do it themselves you gotta pay to they, help the neighbor they just die in a way that dude they charge you for every you know what's crazy to me dude is that during this first off they don't skip seats the plane is full like we're stuffed in there like sardines and you know there Puerto are Rican, other bro. ones that are skipping seats yes not spirit too spirits and spirit if again if you never wrote spirit it's not even a chair i'm not even gonna call it a chair bro they stick you on a piece of plastic with cloth over it right and they stuff as many people as they can and a pressurized tube and they slingshot it i think you have to get out actually and help push it to push start the airplane it's the most ridiculous thing in the world but they're not like they're requiring masks and the first thing they tell you is to sit down like masks are required if you do not have one we will provide one at a charge <laughs> how the fuck do you charge for safety like what happens if i'm on your flight and the elastic to my mask breaks do you have to swipe to get the seatbelt? Yep, I think so. <laughs> like you, like it, you have to pay for the seatbelt, for water to use the bathroom. I'm pretty sure you got to swipe for that. It's so insane. If you want them to close the door for the plane to take off, everyone has. It's like a church collection plate. They just pass it along, and if you don't get enough, they don't. They don't take off. It's so fucking frustrating. Man. To, to their to their defense, I did fly them one time. Uh, I think I think it was into into Jersey, into Atlantic City, because they're the only ones that fly the in only there. Place you could fly into. But it was, but I, but to your to your defense, I was by myself. Um, I think I just had like one bag. I was there for like a week, um, and I did get charged for the bag. And forty five dollars for a backpack. I don't right? I don't remember. No, no, it wasn't a backpack. Each it way. was it was it was a bag bag. It was a bag bag. I had to be there for a week. It's a hundred bucks, um, bags. That's another person, dude. Like I can literally smuggle inside of another human being for the same amount of money. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I didn't care because it was <sighs> it was for the because it's expensed. Yeah, <laughs> listen, it's just it irks the shit out of me when you 
like to me and i and the only reason i took them this time was because i had no choice because i would rather take like an american or adults and all that because even if it's a hundred dollars more it's the same price or cheaper and you get a better experience you get a more comfortable seat like i couldn't feel my back for four days after flying spirit i was literally you, you ever seen those like um those racing bucket seats that they put in cars like in nascars where it's just like straight metal that's what the seats are like on airplane those are not meant for you to be sitting in for a prolonged period of time so are we casting a spirit listen man if I never have to fly Spirit again, I would be oh so grateful. Um, so when I saw this person, like low key, they were my hero, like attacking the Spirit worker. Because I went, I don't condone the violence, but I really understand why they did that. Because a few times, but what happened? I didn't even. I hear. don't know, man. I don't. It care. Doesn't All I saw was someone assaulted a Spirit worker, and I immediately went, "Did they win the fight?" And I just looked at the video because I'm like, <laughs> I just, it's like them in Frontier. I can't, I can't, I can't do it, man. Oh, I think I flew Frontier once. Yeah, never. Again. No, listen, people, do the research and then factor in your bags and your water. And if you intend to use the bathroom or if you'd like access to an oxygen mask <laughs> or a life vest or whatever, like it's the same price as taking Delta or American Airlines or JetBlue or anybody else. I, I, I could talk about this for an hour. They piss listen, me off. I can't. Spirit. <laughs> Unless you're gonna offer me all our free flights, you're gonna turn do, into a spirit. Do not, <laughs> do not hit us up. Do not hit us. Up. Yo, man, where can where can they find us? Hi, man. Hey, check us out. Uh, we got a YouTube channel, right? Uh, uh, at the Carbon Footprint Podcast on YouTube. Um, you can catch us on Instagram at the Carbon Footprint. Um, and then you obviously you can get us on uh, Spotify on Apple. On Stitcher, on TuneIn, on Google Podcasts, uh, pretty much anywhere where you get a podcast, you can find us. So uh, don't forget to subscribe. Um, keep keep the feedback coming. We appreciate you guys. Um, on Twitter and on Instagram, I am at Juan on stage. Uh, really, the best for the best best place to find us is at the Carbon Footprint Podcast on Instagram. We check that constantly. Um, we are replying to everything. Um, been really appreciative of of the love we've been getting from. Uh, you know, mostly family and friends, yeah, and and that's and that's awesome. I think we got a couple people worldwide. I saw, I saw somebody at Malta probably yeah. stumbled across us. That's somebody an in Australia, somebody in the UK. So if y'all listening, shout Scotland. out to you guys too. <laughs> yeah, shout out to you guys, man. We had a couple this week from international, but shout out to you guys, man. If it was an accident, you heard the first fifteen seconds and and you realized you were in the wrong place. <laughs> shout out to you <laughs> anyway. This ain't no damn carbon no, footprint. We, we got the carbon footprint shot glass here. I don't even know if the camera's still rolling, but hey. Oh, yeah. got the shirts we got we got the shirts a hey, uh some people hit us up about merch we, we, we'll uh you know uh someday working on it we're working on it um but if if merch is something you guys would be interested in let us know man we'll uh if we have to do like a limited release a little bit of drop and, and then maybe we just sell a few and just drop it for a limited time let us know that's something you guys would be interested in man uh but but thank you guys again and we'll catch y'all next week peace peace